Welcome to the Cycle Systems Academy podcast. This week we've got a slightly different show because we're focusing on introducing a new member of staff at Cycle Systems Academy. Uh, now they've moved down to Devon, they've got a proper Devonian mechanic who's also one of their instructors. He's named Mike Jenner and he's got a really interesting story. Hi Mike. Hi John, how are you? I'm very, very well. So how did you end up working for uh, for the wonders that are shown in Julia? Well, it, was, um, it all came about from my move back down to Devon from Derby. Um, I knew that Sean and Julia were moving down here. We'd had a few chats about getting um, some various people that I knew trained up. <clears throat> and then Sean found out that I was coming to Devon and uh, suggested I do a couple of trials with him. Well, that sounds good. I mean, Sean, what, what made you think about Mike? Uh, because I know that your, your standard uh, staff recruitment is extremely high. I mean, we both know Caroline, who worked for you in London. Uh, so, you know, there must be something about Mike that made you think, I've got to have this guy. <laughs> yeah. Not in a biblical <laughs> sense, I should point out, in a purely employment <laughs> sense. You don't want to say that in a workshop. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Basically, it's very difficult um, to find someone who's got the requisite skills to be an instructor at Cycle Systems Academy. So they've got to be an exceptional mechanic with a lot of varied experience in the field. And these days, you do find tend to find specialists quite a lot. People are very good at only one area. Also, you've got to be brilliantly organised, very neat and tidy, not, not such a big thing with a lot of bike mechanics. Mm. And you've also got to have teaching, ideally teaching experience, but teaching skills and people skills. And you'll often find people with one of or two of those attributes with, with Mike's background, with his previous experience, with his previous work, and then giving him an actual trial. We found Mike, you know, appeared to be anyway the complete package. So, Mike, take us back to the start. I mean, I think most of us got started with this obsession by working on our own bikes. But it's, it's a big jump from that to actually making your living. And I know that you're actually working with, with teams as well, which is another subset of mechanic skills. So how did you get started? I mean, where did the obsession start? So if you go a long, long, long way back, it was from when the uh, Mountain Bike World Cups were first held at Newnham Park. Mm-hmm. So uh, lucky enough, living in Plymouth, um, I saw the teams riding through, having seen you know, teams from Tour de France and uh, Milk Race. It was like, oh, so what's this going on? And um, popped down, watched the racing, and obviously got chatting to some of the teams and some of the mechanics and the helpers and pretty much decided that's what I would like to do longer term. Mm-hmm. Uh, from then, uh, started working within bike shops, going back a little while working for Halford, and uh, actually put myself through the SciTech qualification um, to be at the level where I felt confident to deal with everyone. Mm-hmm. And then moving further on uh, from there, um, I then was recruited by Merida to go and work with them uh, to help actually develop the brand in the UK. Here's a question. How old are you? Me? 37. Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to find that you see a lot of young kids working in uh, in bike shops and, you know, very talented young mechanics who've gone through training properly. But for the really for the guys who can really troubleshoot properly, you tend to need a bit of age, don't you? Oh, for definitely. Um, if you actually look at a lot of the mechanics on the circuit, so at the moment I actually work for Velashow Starley Primal on the um, the English Elite circuit. Um, and actually, if you look at the guys who are working for Wiggins, working for One Pro, they're all over 30. Uh, very few uh, under 25. Mm-hmm. Take us through then. I mean, 
we'll get to your, your teaching skills at Sequel Systems Academy in a minute, uh, because teaching's a completely different topic that I kind of vaguely want to talk about. But your job as a team mechanic, um, what does it entail? Because I talk to a lot of folk who, you know, when we get feedback for the Cycle Systems Academy podcast and that kind of thing, I talk to an awful lot of folk who want to be team mechanics, but actually maybe don't have a full grasp of what's involved. I mean, take us through, you know, the day before the race, the race, and anything else that you think is relevant as part of the job. Wow, that's, that's a massive, massive topic. The, the main thing with team mechanic is being super flexible. Um, anyone who thinks they can go in and just work on bikes all the time is very, very mistaken. Um, you actually helped us one year with preparing bottles and with food. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, the day before the race, uh, hopefully a couple of days before the race, you're actually traveling. So being prepared to travel long distances. So we've just completed the tour series, um, and that was a very heavy period for about five weeks of two races per week at various parts of the country. So being prepared to travel, being prepared to help the guys with uh, resting, um, and actually being just being super, super flexible. When you actually get to the day before the race, you generally are prepping the bikes, you're doing your bolt checks as normal, you yeah. uh, checking your tyre pressures, your wheels, any changes that the rider may want for the circuit. So they may want to go for a wider bar, a narrower bar. They may feel as if if it's a cobble section, they want an extra layer of tape putting on. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, obviously, we move into the evening before the race where it's the final preparations. Um, Any last-minute wheels that have been sorted out, making sure they're in the bikes and then making sure the riders are settled down, ready to race. Flexibility, I think, is the, the, the key thing that's through there. You're, you're part of the team, you're not just a bike mechanic, are you? No, definitely. It's You have to be able to work and converse with everyone. Everyone from sponsors to your director sportif, um, to your other mechanics, to actually talking to the riders and understanding the riders. Um, different riders have different thoughts before the race some of them are really chilled out Mm -hmm. some of them are really stressed and it's knowing how to work with each of those riders so sean a question for you um mike's a a team mechanic he's out in the road sometimes are you are you able to fit that in with the requirements of cycle systems academy well so far it's worked really well because i think i've mentioned before that when i essentially drove a desk for a couple of years at cycle systems and we only had full-time instructors I went a bit barking mad, and I don't think I'm fully recovered from that. You know, <laughs> no, just, I'd, I'd go along with that. <laughs> yeah, but um, essentially I, I just love teaching, and I love the mechanics, and I love the fact that I can keep current with what's going on and keep my skills in with teaching as well. So to have someone like Mike who has got a life outside cycle systems, which again is very current and quite interesting for students, and for me to teach, it's working perfectly. And presumably Mike's skills dovetail with yours. I mean, will you be teaching the same classes? Well, we have done, and it's very interesting to um, shadow each other's classes because you always work, learn you know, from other mechanics, especially mm-hmm. someone who's very experienced and skilled. So there's a lot, I'm sure, already that you know I'll be learning from Mike. And in fact, Mike mentioned tyre pressures. That, then it was really fascinating talking to Mike about the tyre pressures that the teams were running at some of these crit races, which are considerably different to that 120 psi, you know, that everyone will just slam in immediately. I mean, Mike, what were the guys running um, at Canary Wharf? Okay, so Canary Wharf, uh, very tight circuit, short sprints. 
Um, the boys obviously all riding tubulars, but we were riding down uh, 85 and 90 psi. And you're chatting to some of the other ride or people spectating, and they're like, "Really, as low as that?" And it's like, "Yes, we need the grip, we need the cornering, and we need the acceleration." I always, I mean, I, I laugh's the wrong word, but I almost despair at people who think that because, you know, the maximum pressure on a tyre is marked at 120 PSI, you've got to inflate it to that. You know, you have to adjust it for conditions. I've got a slightly oh. cheeky question for you, Mike. Okay. Um, I know that when I'm working on bikes now, um, like when you learn to drive, you develop some habits that are very different from what could be described as best practice. Did you find you had to kind of relearn a wee bit because you were teaching a class as opposed to just getting the job done? Oh, yeah. the it, it, It's very difficult trying to sometimes work between the team mechanic role to actually the sportive support mechanic role to teach him. And there's things you're doing on, I'd say, tour series and road racing that is considerably different to when you're teaching. Mm -hmm. um, I try not to go into those little habits, but occasionally they do sneak in, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't help it. You'll be the same, Sean. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. If you want to break into the bike trade, train your staff, or even learn some new skills just for fun, Cycle Systems Academy has a course for you. Our graduates come to us from all over the globe and train with us to gain the highest recognized cycle mechanic qualifications available. The bike industry supports and believes in Cycle Systems Academy, which means they'll believe in you too. So what classes are you teaching? Uh, so. Currently, we're on suspension uh, systems today. Um, we did the first part of that on Friday. Um, this is a, a level three. We've got a group of seven, and they're all handling it really, really well. Um, normally, we'll do uh, a two-week level two, of which I'll do um, dropping and do a bit of wheel building, mm -hmm. uh, which keeps my hands in the wheel building at that level. And then, likewise, when we come to level three, I can do suspension, we can do hydraulic brakes, um, and give the guys a good introduction to the advanced road bike market as well. Cool. One of the great things about having Mike teaching suspension forks, as he has been the last couple of days, is that Mike's got experience at the very highest level, having worked for Magora in the UK, and even been a mechanic at the Olympic Games. That's Do you right, want to yeah. tell us a bit about that, Mike? So, um, go, going back a few years, um, I built a good relationship with Magura, um, and they needed a uh, service mechanic for the UK, so I was lucky enough to be approached. Um, I've you know, worked across all, all the fork sector um, on the levels that Magura do, from your, your big you know, downhill type fork to your cross-country fork. Um, that gradually led to actually uh, going to World Cups and offering support to the sponsored riders from Magura. Um, and then lucky enough in 2012, um, they were after a service technician for um, Shabin Spitz and a couple of the other sponsored riders. Um, went down and worked with the guys, made sure we checked the suspension settings before they were racing. And luckily enough, uh, or should I say, you know, fortunate enough, Shabin ended up getting the silver medal. So how um, was that different to, say, the sort of day-to-day mechanics in terms of how you're setting up the forks would they be very different to a fork you'd find someone at a trail center riding in general uh no they're very very similar um the but the racing rider is after the optimum performance so there will be slightly different settings to what you may expect for your normal casual rider who wants uh, a super plush super comfy ride 
cross-country rider generally has it a little bit stiffer for a little bit more speed or what they envisage is a little bit more speed um and you work with them to get the performance benefits much in the same way that uh lewis hamilton's mechanics work with him to get every single piece of you know benefit out of his car Back in my day, I mean, Sean and I have discussed this at length before because I'm, I'm, I'm ancient now, you know, kind of 53. It was all about tweaks and tuning and all sorts of stuff. Modern modern equipment seems far more flexible in terms of its settings. Um, and do you find that most riders essentially you're tweaking the edges as opposed to completely, you know, resetting the whole thing? Cool, Brian. It, it varies on the rider. So your high-performance riders who know what they're doing, it, you are just trying to get that performance benefit. You may add a little bit more air than they used to. You may change the rebound settings ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but equally, there's an awful lot of um, riders out there who, who actually don't know what their bike does for them. Um, and at that level, you have to almost reset to the start and give them a starting point. I, I think uh, we'll have to have Mike on some suspension shows in the future, Sean. Yeah, definitely. I think some of the more high-end um, suspension areas we wanted to cover, yeah, it'd be great to have Mike along. Now, one thing that a lot of people um, approach me about and a lot of my graduates ask about is how to set up a workshop, where you begin, you know, what you're aiming for. And Mike's just done something very interesting with the new velodrome in Derby. Yeah, we, um, we're, we're quite lucky to be working with um, the Derby Velodrome for recruiting their mechanics. Um, and at the same time as they are asking me to do their interviews to recruit mechanics for the, uh, the Velodrome, they actually said, well, look, we've got a brand new building, big area to work in. Can you design a workshop for us? So actually working with um, some of uh, Cycle Systems Academy suppliers such as uh, More Large and PATH, we're able to actually design the velodrome's new workshop, which is all seeing and all dancing and um, keeping the bikes in uh, top condition. That's quite an exciting thing. I mean, I know it's hard, it's hard enough just setting up a personal workshop, let alone one for the whole velodrome. Oh, it, it was it was it was a very interesting product. It's because you're working within their budget, you're trying to work to their design, um, and it, like I said, at the same time as this, we're trying to recruit a mechanic for them, which will hopefully do a really really good job. Yeah, I mean, one thing um, we've not covered so far is that Mike has taught um, bike mechanics for other suppliers in the past. So if I can be slightly cheeky, Mike, and without naming any names, how would you say Cycle Systems is different to any of the other courses out there? Okay, so um, it's true that I did actually work for one of the other um, major uh, suppliers of cycle training in the UK. Um Various reasons to why I didn't want to carry on there, um, but actually the Cycle Systems Academy course, I feel we're offering a lot more in-depth knowledge, a lot more up-to-date trade knowledge. Um, the standard of teaching from, you know, obviously working with Sean and Sean shadowing me, um, we feel is like a market leader. Um, I think the, although we're based around the EAL framework, which the other courses are, um, we we can just deliver to a much higher standard. It's a small team. I mean, and that, that's that's a way to ensure excellence, isn't it? Oh, it, it's true. Yeah, we're we're the ones who are leading the way the course is designed. We're the ones who are leading the way it's being taught. Um, we're also keeping up to date with the product knowledge, um, talking to the suppliers out there, um, and we're also trying to find new and innovative ways of actually delivering that knowledge to students as well. 
Well, I, I thoroughly enjoy talking to Sean, you know, when we get the chance um, and we'd be more regular with the podcast than late. I look forward to you joining us regularly, Mike. No, that'd be really, really nice, yeah. Well, that's a good introduction to Mike. Um, Sean, as I say, I think uh, you, you've, you've got a good find there. Do you want to tell people where they can find you on the internet? Yeah, we've got at CycleSystemsAC on Twitter. We've got forward slash CycleSystemsAC on Facebook. And of course, cycle-systems.co.uk. And just quickly before we go, uh, what we have got um, is a massive 60% off uh, the July level two course because there's a little bit of funding from this year that needs to be used up so there's only a few spaces so anyone that's listening that's always wanted to do a course get on the phone um shoot me an email sean at cycle-systems.co.uk and snatch yourself one of those last few places and think of the fun you could have doing mechanics during the day watching the tour and having a couple of beers (laughs) (laughs) well yeah you you never know we just might have had the tour on the big screen um, once or twice We'll be back very soon with another edition of the Cycle Systems Academy podcast.